Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen again. Amen. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Our God is a good God. He sits high. But he looks low. And he cares about each and every one of his children. I read in the book of Colossians. And now we say songs like that. That scripture just pops in my mind. Colossians 3 and 16. Where God says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom. Then it says, when you come together, you're teaching and admonishing one another. Do it in psalms, do it in hymns, and do it in spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart unto the Lord. He said, you come together, you lift me up, but build yourself up as well. Something about singing heaven is on the other side. Saying it like that make you want to see the other side. I want us to be singing and praising God on the other side and magnifying his name. Songs like that when you have a rough week kind of dissolves it. Now, preacher said, a song leader said we got to hide behind a mountain where the chilly winds don't blow. Then he came back with heaven. It's on the other side. And just so thankful to God for just uplifting, encouraging singing. Because that builds up the souls of the hearers. It magnifies God and let God know that we trust in him. That Jesus is our mountain. That we know we need to hide behind. And I'm just so grateful to God for sacrificing his only begotten son. God knew that we would live in a time like this in which sin would be running rampant worldwide. And he knew that we would need a savior to die on Calvary's cruel tree. And he knew that the savior had to be a pure lamb. So when the blood is sacrificed, that the blood will have the power to cleanse man from any kind of sin that he will find himself in in times like these. We're not going to be free from sin. But it's so good to know that when we sin, we got a Savior whose blood is so strong that if we would just confess his high and holy name, just tell him about your trouble, then take that sin and lay it at the foot of the cross. His blood is assuredly will be powerful enough to cleanse you and I from all sin. Church, that's good news. That's beautiful news to know we serve a God that's more than able. I don't know about you, but yesterday we had a wonderful time. 
And if you did not come to the, the fellowship, the Saturday or weekend fellowship uh, 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 with the women's fellowship and then the picnic, you miss something. You miss being edified. You miss being lifted up. My Bible tells me, and I, I ain't making this up, it's in the book. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 23, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is. But continue it, but come together the more, what else? As you see judgment day approaching. God said, y'all don't know it, and we don't know. Y'all going to need each other as the storm comes. Y'all going to need each other as the world turns. Y'all going to need each other as thunder afflicts you as a group and in your individual lives. So you better come together the more as you see the day approaching. Now, if you came together yesterday morning, you heard some good uh, teaching coming from the women's fellowship and the word on the street is I wasn't invited but the word on the street is that 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 that, that every speaker prepared the other speaker to be able to bless God we had we had sister and, and, and told their story as it relates to God's word we had sister Jessica Ville and you're always going to have an exciting time with Sister Jessica. She's full of energy. I like her. That's my partner right there. And then you had Sister Gina DeShields came and told her story. Then we had Sister Joyous Terrell. That's the daughter of the song leader. And she told her story. And all of them had something to say. Joyous said that she thought the world was innocent. But as she grows up, she realizes it's gonna at the end of the day, it's gonna be Jesus and me. At the end of all the fluff, it's gonna be you and Jesus. When a doctor said you got stage four cancer, friends can stop past. They can say kind words, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be you and Jesus. Then Sister Gwen Jackson came right behind him. Stirred it up with an encouraging word from God. That's what we do in our women's fellowship. Now the men do the same thing. Brother Claiborne got them over in the men's class. And each week one of them stands up and presents to the whole class about a word from the Lord and what God is doing in their lives. So if you say what are if you say what are relationships or where the fellowships are, what's my where, where can I go? You can if you got something to say, go to one of those places and say it. Claiborne to give you a spot, sister or Watson to give you a spot, and it's easy to get a spot. The coordinates is the Craig waiting for you to come. What you want to do? Because there is a word for the Lord to keep one enough encouraged and blessed. Now that went on before the picnic. So they, you know, they were stuffed for the picnic then. And then we had the picnic. And we were, what we were only expecting, because we was kicking it off, a small crowd. But they just coming. They kept coming. And they kept coming. And they kept coming. And they kept coming. And they kept coming. And, they kept coming. and then they came from near. 
than they came from far. Preachers come in from other congregations. Fellowshipping happening all over the place. Preachers sitting in the chair getting face painted. I ain't there yet. I'm happy it's coming though. It's coming. But I did, I broke out, I broke out of my norm too. I had shorts on yesterday. I don't never wear shorts. I'm like, what in the world? And I think I was just, I, I wore shorts. I, I, I just want to let you let them know that I, you know, I, I, we can have fun. And I believe in the time we're living in is time for relationship building. So when the storm comes, we're going to be all right. Now, I always was excited, also was excited because Erin uh, 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 got her driver's license. Wait a minute, she wasn't alone. Other Christians were there. Sister Nations was down there getting her license as well. And they got them back to back. And as soon as they got them licenses, my wallet felt lighter. I said, here we go. But I think that, too, is a part of relationship building. Because they didn't plan it, but they just happened to meet there. They all scared building each other up. You go, girl. No, you go, girl. And then... Also, we understand that just last week, the brothers and sisters came together for the backpack, I'm going to call it brigade, giveaway down at the Sandtown Church of Christ and gave away those beautiful, people came from where near far to get those backpacks but didn't realize they were being touched by the Lord's church in the process. That's the real goal is to touch them, let them know that we care about you. Because Jesus cares about you. And at the end of the day, we're going to show you some clips of what happened at the Backpack Brigade. And also, you know, did y'all enjoy Heavens on the Other Side? Did did, did y'all enjoy High Behind the Mountain? Well, today is the fourth Sunday. And fourth Sunday is fourth Sunday song practice after worship. So we can practice these wonderful songs. So we can sing these wonderful songs. And so we can encourage others with the wonderful songs. And the song leaders made an agreement. They said, and then I can keep you all day. Practice one or two songs, we good. And then when we sing it, you ready. The chicken ain't going nowhere. You can't beat the Baptist to the buffet every week. Stay behind. Let's praise and magnify God in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So you won't be sitting there singing, I don't know that song. Hang around. Hang around and let God do a wonderful thing with you. Amen. I'm, I, I, I even try to uh, cut back my sermon a little bit for a window so we can do some singing here. I said, I try. We're going to see what the Lord does here. Open up your Bible to the book. Of Acts. Acts chapter number four. Somebody said, Brother Faith, why you feel so good today? Because I got Jesus. I don't care what's going on in your life. If you got Jesus, stop saying you ain't doing good. If you got Jesus, you're terrific. If you got Jesus, everything is wonderful because you got a rescuer that not only will help you on this side of life, but will meet you on the other side of the grave. 
What a Savior we have. You know, brothers and sisters, when you look at the world that we're living in and, 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 and understand where we are. And last week I preached a sermon and in my sermon, I was asking you, can I get a witness about all the stuff that was going on? Two weeks ago, I was telling you in a sermon that I can't receive everything. Today, I want to talk to you, if you don't mind, about us standing up, first recognizing the battle that we're in, that the world is anti-Christ for much of the world. And the reason why you need to know that is because we are for Christ. As the world showed, it may not verbally, some countries are saying it. Some of them are just showing it. But we still got to hold the line to let the whole world know where we stand regardless of the cost. So when you look at and understand God's word, we have to have this thing that I call that the first century church had. Because remember when the first century church started in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, especially Acts chapter 2, all of us know that they're going to start on their Pentecost, the church is going to begin, but the church has not been sanctioned by the authorities. Jesus said, I'm the highest authority, and I sanction it. But the world... Hadn't got on board yet. So as the church was growing, letting that light shine, showing love, just helping people and just magnifying Jesus and magnifying God the Father and just being there for everybody. I don't know why there's some folk in the world don't like happy, joyous people. I don't know what it is about them. And, and something, something that's in them saying, you smile too much, I don't like you. You, you, you too happy, I don't like you. You, you talk about Jesus, I don't like you. You act like you ain't got no problems, I don't like you. We're not acting like we ain't got no problems. We're just acting like we know the problem solver. We got problems like everybody else. But again, with Jesus on our side, we're going to be all right. But the world seems not to like that. And this is from the beginning. So in our text, in Acts chapter number four, we got Peter and John on trial. They have been drawn into the Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin's court because Jesus did a miracle with the blind man. Or he did a miracle with the lame man here and Folk can't handle when God doing good stuff for other people. So they get pulled into the court. In fact, the Bible says here, and if you pick it up here in verse number five of chapter four, it says here, and, uh, verse one, and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees, Came, uh, the Sadducees came unto them being grieved, unhappy that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So we got those in authority getting mad at these individuals because they're saying something wonderful, which is if you live right, you can live forever. Yeah. 
That's all they said. If you live right, Jesus Christ will show you how to live forever. And some folk get mad at that. Okay. Yeah. Verse 2. And being grieved that they taught the people at the resurrection, verse 3, and they laid hands on them. That means get up against the wall. Put your hands out. They, 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 they hands up. And they put them in hole. That means, uh, that means put handcuffs on them. Until the next day, this hole is basically locking them away in, locking them away in jail. And, uh, uh, for, the Bible said, for it was now eventide, meaning that it was too late to deal with them right now. We're going to deal with them tomorrow. Howbeit, many of them which heard the word believed. And the number of men were about 5,000. What do you see there? Don't worry about yourself. You worry about getting folk into Christ. You worry about helping us. Too many times in Christ, we're too busy trying to make sure God bless us. That's how we forget about the other folk. God said, do it in reverse. God said, I got y'all. Y'all my children. I ain't going to let nothing happen to y'all that's going to hurt you. But I want you to be focused on other folk while I'm doing what I'm doing. So Peter and John knew it was illegal. They start preaching the gospel. They got locked up. But right here in verse number uh, four, it said, how be it many of them that heard the word believe. That means the message did its job. If we would just get, which is the title of my sermon, holy boldness. If we get holy boldness to trust that God already got our back while we do what he told us to do and helping other folk, we will understand that God said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you as you carry out my mission. What the devil is saying, no, fix you first. You can't fix you first. I can't fix me. I've been broke a long time. The only one got the power to fix me is the one I serve, and that's Jesus. The only one got the power to fix you is the one you serve, and that's Jesus. And if you don't serve Jesus, you still broke. So these men now have to go to jail and stand before the court system. Somebody said, what do you mean holy boldness, preacher? Well, boldness is a willingness to take risk and act innovatively, confidently, or courageous in the face of fear. That's it. It's to speak up when you're scared to speak. It's when you say a word for the Lord, when you... I'm not sure about saying a word for the Lord. All right. It's to stop and talk to the person that's hurting when you're running, when your schedule is off. Yes, it's holy boldness. Holy means separate, sanctified, set apart, different kind. Holy boldness. It's a quality of having, here it is, strong, vivid, or clear appearance about the necessary action that's needed. That's knowing what to do. Too many times we know what to do, but we're afraid to do what we know we need to do. That's why some folk miss the picnic. That's why some folk missed the picnic on yesterday. Why? Because it wasn't, it wasn't announced long enough. So you got to announce a picnic like 
three months out. No, we don't. When it comes to Christ, whenever there's an opportunity to show holy boldness, then you change your stuff. Oh, my goodness gracious. You change your stuff for what God told you to do, which is to, 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 he says here, forsake not the assembling of yourself together, man of, of some here, but to come together the more as you see judgment day approaching. So you got to come together the more. And this coming together the more means sometimes you got to drop what you're doing to come and be with folk who need encouragement, who need it being built up. Who need it, who need it, who need to just to see your presence there. Somebody told me in the office this morning, Brother Bethesda, when I came to the picnic at first, I got there, I got there early. I got there at 1230. And I see a lot of people. And I was so discouraged. And I said, well, why were you discouraged? Because I thought it could be a, I thought it could be a lot of people. He said, but I didn't realize I had the time wrong. It didn't start till one o'clock. He said, and then around 1, 1, 30, when all the people started to come, he said, my faith started to build up. I felt as though my brothers and sisters are going to be here with me as we magnify the God of heaven in front of this community. He said, I, and, and he said, then more people start coming and more people start coming. And he said, I felt real good. I felt like, yeah, we can do this. See, sometimes we ask the question, well, hold it, brother. I don't know why they had to feel like that. man. If it's just them and Jesus, it's all right. Listen, it is true if it's just them and Jesus, it'll be all right. But Jesus said for us to symbol ourselves together. Jesus said to uh, 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 back one another up or help one another. Everybody read the Bible? How many times do you see one another in the Bible? One, love one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Edify one another. Build up one another. It's in about, it's in, it's over a hundred times is in there. And why is it in there? Because holy boldness comes from us building one another up. Amen. When Brother DeShield and I used to go out and evangelize in the old days, we built each other. We would say some stuff. Then we wouldn't say if he wasn't with me or I wasn't with him. Oh, y'all ain't got it. You get boldness. You get boldness. Because as soon as he says something, he says something of what, you know, um, uh, uh, what church you go to? Now, make me want to say something now. The guy don't say that. I said, did you hear him? He said, what church you go to? <laughs> Holy boldness. He say, you, you want to have a Bible study? The guy said, I don't know. I said, come on, you can have a Bible study. I know you. You can have a Bible study. Holy, holy, it's contagious. It's gonna see a lot of times when you start trying to do stuff on your own. How many times have you tried to do something on your own and you talk yourself out of it? You talk yourself out of it. Something that you said, say something, but something else, don't say nothing. Holy boldness come from come from us being together. That's why God, when He got His twelve disciples and we sent Jesus home, He told them, "Y'all," He said, "Y'all stay in Jerusalem and wait until you be endued with power from on high." Amen. Because together, they are for us. Boldness is a brave and confident way of behaving. Y'all hear that? It's a brave and confident way of behaving that shows little or no fear.
It's holy boldness. It's saying something about the Lord when you're scared to say something about the Lord. Amen. You get on the bus, you go to catch the bus, you're sitting there beside a person, say something. Y'all ain't got it yet. Do you know drug dealers got more boldness than some of us got? You walking down the street, minding your business. They standing right there. As soon as you walk, reds, greens, blues. And if you and most of them don't even know what that means. Red, green, blue. You think it's a stop, it's a it's a it's a traffic light, bro? Red, green, blue. What's going on? And, 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 and don't pause for a second, red, green, red, green, blue. And don't say, um, excuse me. Oh, they coming in. Come here. I got some red, greens, blues, and I give and I you you ever did this before? No, I ain't did this before. Hmm. I'm gonna give your first one free. See, 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 I ain't like everybody. I let you sample the merchandise. I know you live around the corner at 1301 Chapel Street. You ain't going nowhere. Go and sample the merchandise. And then you say no. Come on, what's wrong? They pressure you. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? You say, I don't, I, I don't do that. You don't do that, but you don't do that for me? What? What, what do you mean you don't do that? I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm not in that. All right, all right, but when you're into it, don't come and see me. Boldness. Yeah. That's boldness. And they just got red, green, and blues. Yeah. We know a Savior that is able to help you in any situation. That will be there in good times and bad times. That will rescue you out of your worst afflictions. That, that there is no sin you have that he can't free you from. And you mean we got a God that we're expecting to come back, get us, and take us to heaven, but we won't say nothing about it? Something wrong. Are you, I mean, are, you, are you jealous? I mean, I mean, are you, are you, whatever they call them, you hide people. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you yeah, thank you. Are you ashamed of Jesus? Watch the text. The Bible said here, these apostles, now I got to skip down here. It says here that first of all, when you look at verse number 13, it said here as Jesus, as Peter and John have to talk to the court system, he says here, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, meaning they weren't, they weren't acting like they were scared and were going back up or quit. Somebody asks you, you know Jesus, don't say it, especially college age kids. College kids, when y'all go to school and those professors tell you, do, uh, uh, do you know Jesus? You say yes. Amen. And if they keep pressuring you, you call your mother and your father, you tell them, this, that, that the professor is telling me that religion is crazy and I can't have that in his class. So we can get involved. So we can make some noise for our child. So we can go down Eastern Shore. Yeah. So we can go over to Maryland or Delaware, wherever they at, yeah. and say, hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Because you are not going to hamper my child's faith. Yeah. He's here to get an education. Now he ain't coming here to get no theology lesson from you. Holy boldness. Too many times we'll say, we say, well, you're 18, you got to learn how to deal with it. No, I'm dealing with it with them. They are grown, but I'm growner. Because folk notice that, let me tell you, folk, y'all ever heard the squeaky wheel get the oil? That's true. 
the folk that make the noise, you will get some results. Unless you're scared. Unless you're ashamed. Peter and John was in the Bible say here, verse 13, one more time. Now, when they heard the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they was unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. These men were saying, they may not have been saying all this theological stuff, but they were saying Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he's coming back to get us. He was raised from the dead on the third day and that's why y'all can't find his body right now. They backed up. They ain't want to back up. The leaders of the Jews were surprised of the boldness of Peter as he defended the faith. They still wanted to fight, but you can't. It's hard to fight truth. You just come with the word. That's why a lot of times when you, the, you, you can go with your testimony, but also have some truth from the Bible. They can say, I doubt what you said, but they can't doubt the word of God. They might can say they don't believe the word of God or I believe man wrote this, all this other crazy stuff that people who don't like God say. But they can't deny it's age, it's time, that it's been here for thousands of years and there's nothing they can do. And it's been here so long, man tried to kill it and can't kill God's word. Man tried to stop it, can't stop. Every time they try to hurt the Bible, God comes down and smack them. Bible says here, verse 14. What does it say, Claiborne? 14. Uh-huh. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. You hear that? Listen, listen, listen. I don't know about you, but I know that folk who, who know that they know that they know that they know. Y'all ain't got that. Here it is. I'm a preacher. I'm the president of the Northeast Baltimore Bible Institute in college. I, I know other preachers. I know the Sunset staff, the president, all this stuff like that. But I don't know everything. Okay. But I don't need to know everything. Okay. I just need to believe and know that I know that I know that I know. Okay. So when Junior come home from Yale, and start talking strange stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, Dad, has you looked at the Coptic data as it measures through the theological premises of the metaphorical knowledge that was out there first? <laughs> All I know, I don't know a lot. But all I know that you smart people haven't delivered to me a body of a man named Jesus who died and rose on the third day with all power in his hand and left, left me and left me a letter. So until you bring me something more than your mouth. I don't care about the Coptic literature. I don't care about the fallacy of the data. I just know that I know that I know that I know what God has done for me. 
and I believe him enough to trust him even when I don't understand him all the time. So what does the text say? The text says here that verse number 15, but, but when they, go ahead, Claiborne. But when they had commanded them to go aside uh -huh. out of the way, out, out of the council, uh -huh. they conferred among themselves. Go ahead. Saying, what shall we do to these men? Uh -huh. For they, for that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them uh -huh. is manifested to all them that dwell in Jerusalem uh -huh. and we cannot deny it. Right there. They got back up. All right. yeah. They got something substantial. We ain't got nothing but an anger. We ain't got nothing but being upset. And they also got the people believing in them. So what they're going to do? They're going to let them go. For time's sake, Skip down to verse 23 and look how the disciples reacted. Bible said in verse 23, and being let go, they went there to their own company, other Christians, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. When after you come out your spiritual fight, tell somebody. All right. All right. Amen. Build somebody up. Say, yeah, my boss tried to fire me today. I said, why? Because I was reading my Bible at lunchtime. But well, what you do? I kept reading my Bible. Amen. And what happened? He told me, shut it. So what you do? I ain't shut it. <laughs> so what else happened? He sent me the resources. What they say? They said to me to shut it. I said, I ain't shutting my Bible to everybody in here. Shut all the other books that don't relate to this building. All right. Amen. Okay. So what they say? <laughs> they said, but just do it on lunchtime. <laughs> Tell your story. Amen. The disciples go and they tell the other disciples, they tried to arrest us. They tried to harm us. Yeah. But they could not deny what God has done and God rescued us. Amen. 24. And when they heard that they, listen, and when they heard that, heard what? What, what happened? Mm -hmm. They lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that, brothers and sisters, that's why we got to have relationships because of holy boldness. That's why we don't want you sitting on the side and not getting involved with the other group and this group, not getting involved with this group, because we all need each other. That's why we're saying that, 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 that now we're realizing that as the world is getting worse and worse, we can't do less fellowships. We got to do more fellowships. We got to stay together the more and care groups and picnics and just talking to one another and helping one another and, 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 and just doing stuff together. Because when the devil come and beat up somebody, it's so good to know Amen. that somebody got your back. Your brother, your sister in Christ. Amen. Watch the text. It says here. And when they heard that, verse 24, one more time, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Now, God already had prophesied how he feels when people fight him. 
when people resist him, okay. it gives God an attitude. Yes, Go with me to Psalm chapter 2. And let's look at God's attitude. The book of Psalms, chapter number 2. And the verse I want here is verse number 1. The Bible says here in Psalms chapter 2, verse number 1, as you know, they was about to quote it in Acts chapter 4. Okay. But I want to read it here from when the Holy Spirit inspired David to write it. Okay. And it says here, why, this is God now, through the Holy Spirit talking through David, why do the heathen rage? The heathen mean the ungodly nations. Okay. Why are all the nations, here's a question for y'all, why are all the nations all of a sudden secular or anti-Christ? Why is that such a big deal when you go up to Canada? They're getting rid of all the churches up there. If you don't believe me, research it. They're getting rid of all the churches up there. France. They're just anti, they're secular. England, same thing. United Kingdom, secular. United States, guess what? Secular, becoming anti-Christ. You can go in the capital and say God all you want to, but you mention the name of Jesus. They want to fight now. You mentioned the name of Jesus. They said, we can't invite you back here because you mentioned the name of Jesus. And I'll tell them, well, I'm glad I got it in today. Why do the heathens rage? And what else to say? And why do the people imagine vain things? See, the vain things that they're talking about is this disoriented, compulsive, aggressive thinking. Y'all think we lost our minds. We have, but the reason why we lost our mind, we lost our mind as a nation fighting against Jesus. Y'all don't hear me. That's why some common sense stuff isn't even common sense no more. That's why you all of y'all who were born in the a, in a 50s, 60s, and 70s who said Some, this would never happen, yeah. here it is. All right. In fact, they're working a law through Congress right now, and they want to know, they want to up the age of an adult touching a child. They want to lower the child's age. Craziness. Same-sex craziness. This nation loves dogs more than people. Craziness. They want you to support everything else but Jesus. And let somebody in the church do one thing. You want ABC, NBC, CBS, even ESPN. Trying to just give a black eye to the church. So the Bible says, why have the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? 
And then it says here that vain thing is to fight against God is stupid. To fight against God is to try to eat cement. Liquid it up and eat it real. You dead. You can't win. God will win every time. Why would we fight against somebody we can't beat? Why do we imagine vain things? Why did the Bible tells us here, not only imagine vain, th- ma- ma- imagine vain things, but why are we acting like that? Verse 2, what it says? The kings of the earth uh-huh. set themselves uh-huh. and the rulers take counsel together. There it is. It ain't just one nut. Whole group of them. Whole of them. They're in the House. They're in the Senate. The U.S. House. The U.S. Senate. The state senates. The state delegates. All of them lost their minds. Only Jesus can save us. But brother said, what's going on here? Everything is not about a soul. It's about money. Every day they will sell our souls for a dollar. I'm so glad as for water used to be free. It ain't free no more. I'm glad as still free. Look at the text. This is God talking. The rulers take up counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed or against his Christ. I'm almost done. Watch this. Say what they say, Claymore. Saying, let us break their, bond, their bands asunder. Let us break that. I don't want God having rulership over my life. Mm. Right. I don't want to submit to his authority. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That's why we, as God's children, got to start fighting back with holy boldness. When yeah. folk talk crazy, you talk back. Okay. Don't ignore it. Don't duck it. Don't hide from it. Speak a word for Jesus. Yeah. Even if it's no more than I disagree with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. I disagree with you. Right. Somebody walked to me one day and asked me, just 12 years ago on my job at Allied Signal, about 15 years ago, uh, the young lady came out the office and I don't know what happened. She said, I heard you didn't like uh, me because I was same sex. I said, well, I didn't say I didn't like you because you were same sex. Oh, okay. So you like same sex? No, I don't like, I don't agree with <laughs> I don't agree with same sex. But, if you, but then you don't like me. I said, no, I like you as a person. I don't agree with your lifestyle. How dare you? I will report this. I'm upset. How dare you? You bigot. You homophobic. You, 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 I'm, I'm, you in trouble. So what happened, Brother Bethia? Well, human resource called me in. And said that you cannot say that. I said, say what? Say that uh, you asked her why she was saying. I know I did not. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. She came to me. That's right. Asked Amen. me how I felt about it. Yeah. Amen. I told her I had nothing against her. She said, Well, what how I felt about the same thing. I said, I am against it. I don't like it. She said, well, you really shouldn't say stuff. Then don't ask me no questions. All right. Amen. All right. Amen. I'm going to speak a word of truth to Jesus Christ no matter what. All right. Amen. 
<laughs> if it was my child, I'd say the same thing. I'm against it. Amen. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Third, verse three, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. I don't, I don't want God no more. What is it saying in verse four, Claiborne? He that sitteth in the heavens ho shall. Ho 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 ho. Now this is God's response. God said, oh, you fighting my Christ, my anointed. You want to break your bonds. You want to be free. You're making up all kinds of evil imaginations and doing all this stuff that ain't going to work. Here's how I feel. He said, now here's, God said, now here's my response. What's that, Claiborne? He that sitteth in the heavens uh -huh. shall laugh. I'm laughing at you. And that's not a funny laugh. It is a laugh of contempt. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. So you don't like me? I think God's in too bad. Uh -huh. What else to say? The Lord shall have them in derision. The Lord is going to have them in contempt. God said, I am going. God said, this is crazy. How in the world can you take a posture where you are not bold for me? He said, I will have them in derision. This derision, this whole idea of derision is, this a, it's, a con, it's, it's a contempt. God will laugh with contempt at puny man's attempt to affect his will and his decision. What man does in this dispensation will have any effect on stopping Jesus from coming back? Nobody. God will have the last say, and it says, through his wrath. He said, I'm going to have you in derision. That's a, I'm, 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 I'm mocking you. The next verse 5 says, then shall he speak unto them in his wrath. What does that mean, Brother Bethia? In his anger. In his disciplinary anger. He's going to speak to him, God said. And his, he said, and his wrath and vex them. That means trouble them, severely trouble them with his sore displeasure. All right. Church, holy boldness. We got to be bold for the Lord. We got to stand up for Jesus. We got to come together and build one another up and fellowship one to one another and help one another so we'll be bold enough to speak a word for the Lord when it's time. It is hard to speak a word from the Lord when you're isolated. We got to speak as one. Amen. When we do things, we got to do things as one. Can you imagine a car on yesterday driving down the road and seeing this big building and we're having a picnic and there's five people there? I'm sure they drive. I'm sure they drive past and say, mm, "Somebody over there must not can cook or something." Ain't nobody over there. <laughs> but imagine when they drive past and they see us having a good time, Amen. fellowshipping with one another, loving one another. Listen, we had enough spare ribs. Mm. 
We had that. Brother Davis and Brother Veal was out there cooking. They, they out there flipping burgers. And it wasn't them, it wasn't them cheap burgers either. They were them quarter pound of burgers. You got the, the I don't know, you got the, you got the, you got the corn on the cob and you got the potato salad and you got the salad on the side and you got the fried chicken. Barbecue. Bank, bank, oh, I'm coming, bro, I'm coming. I'm coming. But most of all, we have a time to talk things through. Amen. If you want to know when somebody's birthday was, you could ask them at the table. Amen. If you didn't know your brother and sister lived, so where do you live at? Amen. They could tell you right there. Oh, okay. Uh, what kind of career did you do back in your younger days? What kind of career? Did you? you can talk all things out. How did you become a Christian? Amen. How have your Christian walk been? I'm going through situations, and you ain't got to tell them the big stuff, tell them the little stuff. Say, so my child right now is, is, is seven years old, and they hitting me back. What should I do? Oh, y'all don't hear me. Let me close my Bible up. You can tell, you can tell, oh, church. You can talk things through because God in Psalms chapter number two already told you how he feel about it. God said, I'm going to win no matter what. And if I know God going to win no matter what and I got a life problem that I'm struggling through, why can't I ask somebody about what the, I know that the time we live in now, I might, you might ask somebody, they might say, well, they're seven years old, uh, just give them a time out. I don't know what they're going to be, but they're going to be able to give you some answer. You know, you always got the two extremes. Somebody can say time out and somebody can say knock them out. You know, you got all, you got that whole, you got that whole philosophy thing going on. But you're able to talk to your brother and your sister and all these other things to work some stuff out, to get some help. And guess what? When we get good relationship, if you're sitting there as a mother and you got four children, some Big sister, come back there and sit with you with your children. And don't be jealous of them when your child is crawling all underneath the chair for you, but they sit down for them because they tell them, I will knock you out. And y'all know our children, the baby sitting there, the baby sitting there, baby ain't gonna move. Baby gonna look at mama to see if mama let him go. Mama, leave him alone. Some, some, some good stuff happening right now. And they just sitting down here, they looking, they looking. They ain't under the chair no more. They ain't flipping over the chair no more. They sitting right here. Uh, they look terrified, but it'll go away. They sitting right here. Uh, they sitting right here. And they, uh, they sitting right here. They sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And you just keep looking at the preacher. Don't even look at him. They gonna, they gonna be like, don't look at him. Look at him. Turn your chair this way. Hey, hey, whoever that big sister is beside them, they got them. And they sitting right there, and that child can look at you and cry. They can look at them and go, ah, 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 and it's going to be all right. Because we are a family, and we are a village. Sister or brother, sister, don't look at the big sister like, that's my child. What are you doing with my child? 
I let my child do that. Don't, don't, I don't, don't look at my child like that. Don't do it. God is trying to bless you. God is trying to help you. But we do it through family relationships. I'll close out with this if you don't believe me. Any teacher here will tell you who teaches in the elementary school or below, they got holy boldness. That means when your child come, they got you. You know the biggest problem they got when your child come in that room? You. You're the biggest problem. Because the child going to act up when you, oh, I want to go. No. Oh, damn. Ah. Go to your class. If you peep back down there 10 minutes later, the child that's sitting there, doing just what that teacher said. Why? Because you're out of the way, and now that teacher can say, shut the noise up. And they'll get right, conform, and do this. Oh, brother. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. That's my lesson. What's my, I hope y'all got holy boldness. We got to be bold enough to come together and help one another. Bold enough to be there one for another. Bold enough to increase our fellow. Bold enough not to feel alone, not to feel by ourselves. Brother and Sister Terrell said, they, they just got to East Baltimore Church of Christ, but they said, this is a real show your love congregation. Because when you really need somebody to help you, somebody is there to help you. Now, we may not can do that at everybody. I understand that we human, we got faults too, but my goodness, we're trying. We're trying to be the best we can be in serving God and allowing God to use us in our lives. Why? Because when Peter and John told those people, they had this big prayer. And when they prayed, they thanked God for his goodness, for his mercy. Asked, why do the heathen reign? And why do the kings of the earth fight against your Christ? And they prayed that beautiful prayer. And after the prayer, they were on one accord and they felt like they had themselves together. And that's where God will have us to be. So thank you, everyone who came up to the picnic. Raise your hand if you came to the picnic. Oh, that's right. Amen. 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 That's right. Had a good time at the picnic. Now, if you didn't raise your hand, you missed it. Now, when Brother Frazier called for the next picnic, I know you got to get your nails done, change the date. I know you got to get your hair done, change the date. Come out and support. Weren't you at the picnic yesterday? Picnic? Picnic? Yes, That's right. Pick, picnic, pick, pick, pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, good time going on. And guess what? And the good thing about it, we had horseshoes. We had that thing that looked like a hammer that you hit the button. Croquet. Yeah, we had, we had croquet. Had croquet. Had all this stuff going on. So, brothers and sisters, God wants us to stay together. God wants us to fight with holy boldness. And God wants us to be there one for another. Everybody, you can't have everybody as your friend, but choose a couple of friends in the congregation. And get to know those individuals. The Bible said to have a friend, you must first show yourself friendly. If you do that, we will have relationships in the congregation. And the congregation will take off like lightning. Why is that? Because love is the answer to man's problems and what ills man's. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation and you want to ask, what should I do? First of all, you want to hear God's word. The Bible said, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Then after that, you want to believe God. You got to believe the Bible, people. You got to believe this book is right. 
It cannot be wrong. So you got to believe God's word. The Bible said, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Next thing, you got to repent. You got to be willing. Now that you believe God's word, all the stuff that you're doing in your life is wrong. You got to start correcting some stuff. And we call that repentance. And Jesus said in Luke 13 and 3, he said, I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Because in Luke 13 and verse number one, they was telling Jesus about how bad it was that the Galileans, uh, Paul Pilate sent the soldiers and their blood was mingled with the sacrifices. They must have been so bad. They must have been sinners above all sinners. And it was Jesus who said, oh, you think they were sinners above all sinners? I tell you, no, but except you repent. Amen. You shall all likewise perish. Amen. God is calling for us to hear, believe, and change our lives. Then after that, he wants you to confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue. And that is that you believe in his anointed. You believe in the Messiah. You believe in the Christ. You believe in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that. The Bible says, if you confess me before man, I will confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me before man... I will deny you before my Father which is in heaven. There's nothing worse than somebody to be in the Lord all their life and get 65 and start denying Jesus. Mm. What a waste of a life. God has been with you A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you trust them all that time. Keep trusting them. Keep believing in them. Then after you confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue, that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then get yourself baptized into Christ for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say that. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. saved. Then Romans, the Revelations 2.10 says, Be faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. If you're out there, you need prayer, you want to obey the gospel, whatever you need, won't you come right now as we all stand and sing the hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. Somebody's knocking at your door. Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Somebody's knocking at your door. Won't you come? Oh. Maybe you out there. Maybe you heard God's word. Let me tell you one thing the disciples knew and Peter knew and John knew. They knew Jesus loved them. Amen. They knew that Jesus told them that I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So even when situations got uncomfortable, even when situations got hard, even when situations got difficult, they never backed up, mm -hmm. they never backed down, and they never backed out. Amen. They stayed right there. For the cause of Jesus Christ. And it's my prayer as members of the Lord's church that we would take those postures as well. Don't never back down. Don't never back up. And don't never back out. Amen. But you stand right there and you fight for the Lord with holy boldness. Amen. Holy boldness is, is always righteous. Holy boldness is not somebody saying, how do my shoes look? And you saying they look ugly. That's not holy boldness. <clears throat> That's just meanness. Holy boldness is righteous. It's kind. Amen. It's gentle. It's honest. And it's strong. <clears throat> it's holy boldness. 
When somebody's sick and they need your help, holy boldness is, I really can't do it, but I'm going to do it. Because I believe it's right to do. Amen. That's holy boldness. I, 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 things don't look like they can work out, but I'm going to make them work out. It's, I'm going to take a risk mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's boldness. And I'll leave with this just so y'all can understand. If I saw somebody that really needed $40 and, they, and, I, and God laid on my heart, they need it, I would go in my gas and electric money. Amen. Take it out. Mm -hmm. I give it to him in the name of the Lord. And I'm sure God will figure out a way for me. Oh, Lord, help, help. They got to receive this, Lord. Y'all, can mm -hmm. I hear somebody out there saying right now, I ain't mm -hmm. going to my gas electric money. No, <laughs> they, they, they got themselves in that mess. No. Amen. If God lays it on your heart and you do see the need, holy boldness, say be bold, mm -hmm. trust God and help that individual and watch God bless you back. Mm -hmm. That's holy because it's a risk. Yeah. It's holy boldness. But that is the kind of boldness God called us to do. That's the only way you can explain why Barnabas went and sold all his possessions yes. and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. I didn't even read nowhere in the Bible where it says, and Barnabas counted up his possessions, divided them by two, minus one, and gave the three portions to, no. The Bible said John, Barnabas went and sold his possessions. Amen. Modern day, his 72-inch TV set. Mm. Sold his, 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 his fun car that he had. Mm. Sold some, some jewelry and the, the, the silverware in the house. Mm. Because he felt as though mm. the call was great. And he went and laid him down at the apostles' feet for the church to use and to give to those who have need. His holy boldness. Let's stay together, brothers and sisters. Let's work God's will and work God's way together. Together, let's sing one more stanza. I really love. Oh, let's do holy boldness. God bless you.